0: The Guaranteed Irish Podcast with Breed O'Connell. Sponsored by Black Knight for an altogether better web hosting service.
1: Hello and welcome to the Guaranteed Irish Business Podcast. Guaranteed Irish, the national symbol of trust, is one of Ireland's most enduring, recognisable and authentic symbols. It helps Irish consumers identify products and services that are an altogether better choice for the life of their communities and indeed Ireland. Hi there, I'm Breed O'Connell and joining me this week is Brian McGee, Market Development Director with the Design Craft Council of Ireland. Brian, you're very welcome.
0: Well, thank you very much, Breed.
1: Brian, delighted to have you join us. Long time being a fan of the Design Craft Council of Ireland. What is the history, I suppose, of the DCCI here in Ireland?
0: Well, thanks, Breed. Yeah, well, uh, in 1971, uh, or 1970, actually, the World Crafts Council came to Ireland uh, to meet. And um, coming out of that, the the meeting was set up, uh, you know, by local craftspeople in Ireland who'd who'd invited them to come to Ireland. Uh, was supported, obviously, by the RDS and the Department of Arts. And coming out of that, in 1971, the Design and Crafts Council was formed. Uh, And that's 50 years ago this year. Uh, and it's actually very exciting because the World Craft Council will be back in Ireland uh, 50 years later in the autumn uh, to carry on uh, the connection with, with Ireland. But coming out from that, um, the council was, was basically put together with membership from the guilds, associations, networks and societies of makers from across the country. And that was the foundation of the organisation.
1: Brian, it's a it's a real testament to all the work that all the people involved, be it voluntary or uh, executive level, in the organisation and there is a real sense of when you buy something that has the DCCI stamp on it, it's a product of quality and you're really investing in the maker-producer. How have you managed to sustain that sense of authenticity amongst your makers and within your own brand?
0: Well, I think, you know, the, the, the council is, is a slightly different animal in that we are obviously funded by the state, we're funded by government, and we have other sources of income, but our job really is uh, to develop and champion the sector. And so in doing so, what we're trying to do is encourage uh, the creativity and the output of the sector to be of the highest standard possible. Uh, and competitive for the marketplace. So we're not trying to promote something after it's been produced. We're trying to help the, teach amount man to fish, basically. We're trying to help the sector and the, the makers themselves to develop their, their capabilities and their skills and their business approach. And then in doing that, end up with products that are desirable and authentic and have provenance and all those other things. The second thing we work on as well as on the supply side, is on the demand side. And that's when we we work on the work we do in terms of positioning and communication around what it is that makes Irish craft unique and special. And that's not only in the context of the market within Ireland, but it's also in terms of the international market, where we've got to position Irish craft in the context of competition from all over the world. And for that, we've really got to zero in on what makes it unique. And that's the only way really to justify You know, what are uh, higher prices, you know, uh, what we focus on actually is delivering consumer value and the value is uh, obviously the value of the object itself, but it's also the intangible value of what it is that the person feels when they buy or use the product
1: so it 's very interesting, I think, for the consumers who are listening who are not in the craft or maker or producer sector to realize that you you do it from the other side. You actually help them to create a plan first and then produce so that it is viable and competitive and will hold its its market share once it gets out there into the marketplace i don 't think people are aware of that
0: well they they may not be, but they they would. I suppose, through osmosis in that one of the things we looked at was this research in terms of what the consumer perceptions were around, you know, Irish craft and design. And there were there were a few challenges and one of them was um, in relation to price and the perception of high cost. And uh, I worked at Waterford Crystal before in my previous life, and I understand the, the difference between perception of cost and someone being willing to pay. Is, is a value proposition. And that's very much to do with ideas. Um, it's to do with how people feel about what they buy. If it's uh, an Hermes bag and it costs 3,000 euros, people have no problem paying it because they think it's worth it. And so really we had a lot of work to do in terms of changing that perception. And we've been doing it for a number of years and, and making great strides. And what we've seen on that side is that the consumer has responded and recent research we've just completed is confirming really this constant chipping away at the negative views around cost and actually people coming back and saying actually we really think this is worth it it's really good value i want to give it as a gift and so the consumer uh does get it they do understand that the second part then uh you know is in terms of the producers themselves and that's where they've got to be aware of what the market is where the market's going you can't just sit at home and make products and just hope that someone will buy them you have to have a plan and understand you know, who are you targeting? Who's the consumer for this? So I'll give you an example. We have a brilliant, brilliant maker who makes tables that start at around $160,000 a table. Okay. and um, For the people who he's selling to, that's not a lot of money. So it's entirely appropriate for the market he's targeting and he's very successful, but there's no point in him trying to sell that table to a market that's not available for it. And so we really work with the makers on, them understanding what their business plan and the proposition is.
1: I'm really interested in that because there still is a perception I suppose in terms of if you buy Irish and I'm not just talking about craft and design I'm talking about even food if you buy Irish it tends to be a little bit more expensive but yeah. even in our own research here in Guaranteed Irish, we would see that that isn't the case, that they have become a lot more competitive and commercially focused. And it's very interesting to see how different agencies have gone about dispelling that idea and re-educating the public. How did the DCCI do that?
0: Well, I, first of all, I, as I said, I think it was, is, you know, first of all, there is a bit of truth in it. So you have to really work with the businesses to make sure that they are competitive and are matching the product range to the price points available. But the second piece really is is focusing in on this value proposition and communi- the communication piece around, well, why is it that this is more expensive? Why should I pay more for this? So, for I'll give you an example. I can uh, in the living room here. I'm sitting in. You have a throw on the on the couch. Okay, so I have a choice. I have a choice as a consumer. I can spend uh, six euros, I would say, in some of the large high street stores and buy a throw for that couch. Or I can spend 63 euros on one that was made in mayo um, from sheep from a hill up in the back of Crowe Patrick. That's my choice. Mm. Um, what's the difference between those two things? Obviously, both throws will keep me warm. Both throws will look pretty on the couch. But how will I feel about those throws? And that's the difference. Am I gonna, am I buying a throw that's made entirely of uh, petroleum products that will end up in landfill? am I buying a throw that's actually got something of value sustainable is going to last and I can actually probably give it to one of my kids so this is perception and that's value so clearly you you see it's it's a pointless exercise for Irish businesses to chase uh price Mm. we will never compete on price and if anybody's read Michael Porter it's very clear you cannot do it if you're not able to do it now in the airline business got got you know God bless Michael O'Leary has done an amazing job at that. And th- there are places where it can be done. Mm-hmm. But for the vast majority of Irish producers, it's not possible. You know, you just can't.
1: Okay, so take it the next step then. In terms of Irish producers overseas, how regarded is the Irish craftmaker and producer? Is it a thing of desirability? And are people prepared to pay for that with the work and the research and the proper matching done, um, for the producer here in Ireland. Are we well got, or are we any more well got than, say, a Dutch producer or a Danish designer? Um, so where where do we sit in that in that
0: case? Yeah, for for those for those producers who've who've successfully developed export markets, they're appreciated. Yeah, absolutely. I think um, it's not easy to develop export markets, and you need a certain scale. I think that's the one thing that I would say to any any small businesses that, you know, it's not just the case that you rock up and think I can start exporting and it's only me sitting in my studio. That's a very difficult place to export from because the logistics around exporting are, are are challenging. And so you need resources to be able to do it. So we have successfully developed and worked with businesses who've become large exporters. And obviously when they get to a certain size, Enterprise Ireland kicks in uh, to help as well. but. In terms of what they're appreciated for, I think ultimately the individual company has got to have the right proposition. So you can have a national brand around Ireland and there's a very positive reception around Ireland, of course. But that's not enough to help an individual brand or producer. You know, the national brand is a good thing. And you'll see this the same with food, with a very positive reputation and image for food. But at the same time, the product itself has got to be Excellent. If you're going to compete overseas, as you mentioned, the Dutch or the Italians or the Swedes or whatever, they're all doing good things too. So what you do has got to be special. And if it is special, it will succeed.
1: Okay, so good old competitive um, advantage Mm -hmm. is the the key to everything and creating that space. How important is it here at home for uh, us as consumers to support local crafts and design businesses, particularly, I suppose, during COVID and recessionary times, Um, Brian?
0: Yeah, it's it's important and we've really seen an extraordinary uh, level of support coming through from the consumer. Um, Again, we've just completed research on this. um, To say that... um, the irish consumer has has uh, i mean it's it is remarkable how they've rallied around irish makers um the made local campaign which we ran last summer and ran again christmas generated huge levels of activity and uh you know it became the fastest growing hashtag on instagram uh it was number one on on twitter uh, on numerous occasions um the social side of things really drove it i think the the friends of a friends, and the and the the you know, because we don't have big advertising budgets, it was it was actually word of mouth was spreading this this campaign and this this push. Um, the other thing was was really great. I think was that people were spending on more expensive things, so uh, we really saw a shift in terms of the average spend moving upwards, and that just re- I suppose reflected um, the fact that people weren't going out and spending money, say. Uh, you know, socialising and stuff like that, they had a little bit more to spend. So they were a little bit more willing. And they're also spending time in their homes and their home is becoming more of a cocooning place. And so therefore they were they were buying a nice piece of ceramic or they're buying a nice throw or something like that.
1: Yeah, a little bit more luxury for home since we're stuck there, yeah. um, so for sure. And we saw that as well. Now, I'm going to uh, give a nod to... Um, the DCCI category on the Guaranteed Irish gifts.ie portal because we're delighted to have partnered with uh, Design Craft Council of Ireland in Guaranteed Irish and it has allowed that um, strain I suppose of products and um, producers to feature on the site and people are looking to buy and support local as you said we've seen a huge growth in it as well what we were really interested in it though was that people really felt they were investing in it and they were getting a piece of art and they saw this as not quite a pension investment, but certainly something that they had as an heirloom to pass on, something special, as you mentioned earlier. And that's lovely to see. What I was really interested um, from our own campaigns that we were running, some in tandem with yourselves and some on our own, in relation to the shop local, lots of shops out there supporting uh, and consumers out there trying to get behind the shop local Obviously, the made local is a little bit more rooted in the ground, and the shop local is great for supporting shops that are out there on the high street. And we don't want to see them closing. But I suppose there is an onus on the local high street shops to also carry and support. Um, locally produced and made items because not alone are they getting the support from the consumer but if the consumer is going through their shop front or their shop store be it online or physically when we reopen they're still actually having the opportunity to buy something that's produced <laughs> local. Um, in terms of um, the desire for that to happen through the DCCI do you see much shift in that in terms of the local high street supporting the local producer?
0: Yeah, I do. Um Look, there's always been great support there from shops around the country um, for Irish made. And um, in the last number of years, we've seen that increase. One of the big drivers of that has actually been Showcase. So Showcase Ireland, which is the annual trade fair we run in January, we've put a huge focus around the whole idea of Irish made to try to drive awareness among the retailers of the Irish made products that are there. And part of this issue of visibility it's got to do with awareness and you know retailers are busy people they're under pressure their businesses especially now at this time are struggling um, so they 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 don't necessarily always know what's out there and where we find the trade fair is very effective is that if we promote that correctly we bring those retailers into the location uh, and there are thousands of them in ireland um, you know, they pick up what they're after. Um, now, it's it's a journey. One of the things we've really noticed since COVID actually is that because of international supply chains being challenged and importing of goods from the UK and from China and all these places being more difficult, uh, they're actually actively seeking more and more Irish made uh, products. So uh, we, we, we feel very strongly that the retailers central to the success of our sector um makers have to be supported by them. But they will do it if the product is good, if they know it's there. Uh, it, it has to sell. It has to deliver For sure. you know, a return to the retailer. Uh, the other thing is that I think people have realized, retailers have realized, is that there was a time when, when they felt, oh, look, sure, if I can get a great margin on something from China, sure, it's not that great. Um, I'll, I'll make more money on it. But if you if you don't sell enough stuff, It doesn't make any difference how much margin you're making so i think people are realizing as well that having quality irish made goods in your store brings in customers and the customer is looking for it that's the that's the final piece i'd say is that you know smart retailers in Ireland know that the Irish customer want them to, to stock Irish and it's up to them really to prove that they can do it.
1: Absolutely. And we've seen that ourselves in the stats that came back uh, recently. The desire to support Irish is huge and the, you're right, the smart retailer is picking up on it. And long may that continue and post-COVID in, and indeed post-Brexit. Brian, final word, what exciting campaigns have you coming up this year with the DCCI?
0: Well, first of all, um Look, we're delighted to be working with Guaranteed Irish on Guaranteed Irish Gifts. Um, you know, we really see that as being a great portal for uh, the industry to get out there and to get visibility. And Guaranteed Irish is such a household name in terms of reputation. So we're really delighted that Guaranteed Irish is interested in our sector. And we know that Guaranteed Irish is working in so many sectors in, in the economy. Um, I see it involved in so many things in pharmaceuticals and everything. So I think, you know, Humble Little Craft is very, very appreciative to be part of that. Um, We uh, are working with yourselves, obviously, on the uh, Irish Made Awards with Irish Country magazine. That's a really exciting initiative. We've been involved in it now since it started. And uh, it's a great way to get um, appreciation out there for these talented makers and designers who are producing new things so that that awards program is on over the summer. Our own made local campaign will be running again, uh, and it'll be running from uh, you know when the lockdown ends to till Christmas. Basically, um, we will be uh, working very closely with all the makers on that, and and obviously on the retailers who are supporting it. Um, and then, obviously, as I said, we have the World Craft Council coming to um, coming to Ireland. It's our fiftieth anniversary, so there'll be lots and lots of. Uh, maker maker community activities around the country all summer actually um lace makers we've as well as professional makers who produce uh, craft to sell we also have a lot of people who produce, who do crafts for hobby or do it for wellness or they do it for, for to be part of their community okay. we have quilt makers felt makers lace makers we have wood turners blacksmiths we've all kinds of craft people in Ireland thousands and thousands of them that don't actually necessarily commercially engage with craft or they may do in a slight way so we have we probably have um i think in the order of 2800 professional companies that are producing things to sell but we have many many thousand more makers in ireland who are part-time makers just doing things because they love it so and these these people are essential for our for our industry uh for that artistic side of our industry
1: well, I'm delighted to hear that. And in relation to the Humble Craft, I don't think I'd ever underestimate the Humble Craftmaker. It is from the Humble Craftmaker we all came. In terms of the desire to support local, just let me re-emphasise the likes of those pharmaceuticals, professional services, financial services. They were actively seeking via Guaranteed Irish last year to support those members when they were giving their gifts, their their, yep. their hampers, their corporate gifts. Um, thank yous to their clients so there is a desire to support uh, local and to shop local and to support the Made Local campaign so um, I think there is great credit due to you I want to congratulate you on your 50 years which I wasn't aware of uh, so well done Uh, you're just ahead of Guaranteed Irish there in two years time and I think you've done a great job in terms of the world um, gathering I wish you luck with that I certainly hope it happens and uh, look forward to continued success from the DCCI and your own role in it Brian you've been fantastic thank you so much for joining us
0: Thank you for your invitation, Breed, and we look forward to working closely with you over the
1: next year. As do we. Thank you. That was Brian McGee, the Market Development Director with the Design Craft Council of Ireland. And if you enjoy this podcast, please subscribe and rate us as it helps us get the message out there. Remember, by supporting local businesses, you are not only sustaining jobs in our communities, but you are also helping to reduce the carbon footprint by keeping it local. If you feel your business can benefit from networking with like-minded businesses here in Ireland, contact GuaranteedIrish.ie for more information.
0: A big thank you to sponsor Black Knight, the award-winning web hosting service that helps your company succeed altogether better.